So glad to have you with us here on Leading Edge once again this week. My name's Jeff Smith. Coming up during the next 20 minutes, Tremaine Rayford, Charlie Mack, and Fred Lefevre. But first, she's coming off one of the most successful seasons in school history. She's got high marks for the recruits she's bringing into the program. And she's about to embark on an international trip with this year's team. Head women's basketball coach Trisha Cullip from the University of Toledo Rockets joining us. Did my best mark by her there that I could. Glad to have you with us. Thank you so much for carving out some time to do this. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So, you guys are about to head overseas, going to Greece. Talk a little bit about this opportunity. Well, more importantly than the basketball, it's a great team building trip, uh, but we will play two basketball games while we're there. But it's a wonderful way to blend our incoming freshmen with our, our veterans. Is, is this just a logistical nightmare trying to hone in? You said 65 people going on this trip? Yeah, so we have some boosters going, uh, as well as some family members of our players. And then obviously we're taking a team doctor, trainer, mm -hmm. uh, sports information. So in some ways, yes, but we hire a company uh, that takes care of all the details so that we can enjoy the trip. This is one of those things that because of the NCAA rules mm -hmm. and international trips like this, it gives you a little more time to get to know your players, mm -hmm. get to see them on the court, so on and mm -hmm. so forth, yeah? It's an, it's an amazing opportunity to have extra practice time. Normally we'd have four hours a week. We have 10 full practices uh, per, before, before the trip. And so it's a wonderful way to get some extra teaching in. Mm -hmm. uh, our players will have a jump on the season because of this trip. What does it mean to you as a coach to be able to have this moment where you not only are seeing game action, but you get to see human action too, Yeah. right? Well, what's neat about the trips, we're also taking our two outgoing seniors who never got a chance to go on an international trip as kind of a bonus for the amazing season that we had. Uh, but it, when our players graduate, this is one of the things they tell me that it's one of the most amazing experiences because you're, you're seeing and learning about different cultures, different food, um, learning about historical sites, seeing beautiful places, and getting to know your teammates really, really well. You guys are ping-ponging a couple of different venues while mm -hmm. you're there, seeing some things, taking yeah. in some sites, as you said. Yeah. But for, for the history of this and anybody who's followed the program, there have been trips like this in the past, and you said those trips have been connected to players and mm -hmm. their heritage. Yeah, our first trip was for Nama Shafir. We went to Israel. And it was amazing because of her background. She was an Orthodox Jewish player and, and one of the first female Jewish players of the Orthodox religion to play in the United States. And so it was great for our players to experience her culture. Uh, you know, the next trip we went to England and Spain. We had two players from England, one from Spain. Uh, we had a chance to hit every place that they were from. And so that was incredible. Uh, and then our last trip was to Italy for Mariella Santucci. And so we had a chance to experience, you know, learn how to make pasta, uh, <laughs> learn how to or have a chance to have her grandfather watch the games. He cried because he hadn't had a, a chance to see her play in several years. And so what an amazing experience. Yeah. This trip was more of a throw the dart is what the players wanted to do. Uh, we have no tie to this trip other than this is where a destination they wanted to be at. And you said you have a couple of international flair players yeah. on your team who you even asked them. Yeah, I said, hey, do you, Nan Garcia, do you want to go to Puerto Rico? And she's like, no, because <laughs> I go there all the time. And then we do have a player from Scotland yeah. and, and Ella said, absolutely not. I'd like to go somewhere I haven't been. I haven't had a chance to just say congratulations on what a year it was. Bring people up to speed. I know it's been a few months now. You've been able to kind of yeah. have everything set in a little yeah. bit. But that NC2A experience for you was what? It was amazing. I, it's something we've been, we've been working toward. And it's not easy um, to go through our league. Our league doesn't get enough credit. The MAC is incredible. 
Um, but to do what we did, we won 17 games in a row. That's never happened before uh, in, in the women's side of the MAC, you know, and we, we, along the way, we beat two ranked teams. We beat Michigan at Michigan. We beat Iowa State in the first round of the NCAA tournament. I couldn't have been more proud of this group. Not only were they amazing to coach, but their cohesiveness on and off the court, as well as their GPA. They had a 3.58 GPA for the semester, yeah. which is, or for the season, which was unbelievable. Uh, and our fans were amazing. We finished the season 24th in the country in attendance. There was a lot of there's a lot of synergy coming into this season because we only graduated two players who actually came off the bench. Yeah. So our starters are back. What one of the things one of the conversations we had here was obviously the second round. You're playing Tennessee at Tennessee. Yeah. I mean, is, and they're huge. Is there any talk? <laughs> they, yes, they were. Uh, yeah. But but is there any talk about how that needs to change and be a little more fair? Uh, you you equate it to the men's side of the tournament. I think realistically you'd say yes, I'd like all neutral venues. But I think one thing people have to remember, the women's game started, uh, the women's tournament started you know, long after the men's tournament. Mm. We're trying to catch up with ways to get fans in the stands. And one way to do that is to have home sites. Is it ideal? No. Yeah. Uh, was it an incredible experience to go to Knoxville and, and play in an arena that I watched growing up with Pat Summit on the sidelines? Mm. Uh, yes, it was incredible. It was great for our kids to go into the Women's Basketball Hall of Fame in Knoxville and to tour it and to see you know, some of the amazing names and, and where they started and, and how they built the game. Uh, but yeah, I think eventually we'd love to see us get to neutral sites, but I won't, I won't say that took anything away from that experience. I want to ask you in our final minutes about culture and, mm -hmm. and what you bring to the table as mm -hmm. far as your team is concerned mm -hmm. and kind of what we see other coaches have to instill in players. I think we, we talk a lot about created by culture. It starts by who we recruit, who we hire. You know, I, want, I don't want just the most talented player. Uh, I do want people, I first notice them because, you know, they can help us win our league. That's the litmus test. Uh, but the second thing is, are they a great human? Are they someone that's a great teammate, who's selfless, that's a great leader, that when they go out into this community and our 4,000 fans are roaming around, that they're gonna, they're gonna be a great ambassador. Walking of, billboards, right? Of not only our program, but the University of Toledo. And then third, we want people who care about academics. Mm. Uh, we want them to graduate, we want them to thrive in our community. But we've been really, really blessed. I've got a lot of women in this community and men who are great mentors of my student athletes and continue to help grow them yeah. uh, beyond the basketball court. Okay, you got a few, you got a few months before the season starts. Yeah. What, what are you anticipating? You know, I, I'm really excited because not only do we have our starters back, my 6'5 center, who was the sixth man of the year in the league, sat out last season. Mm -hmm. uh, she got injured right before the season started. And I can't wait to have her back on the court. Uh, she, she does a nice job of disrupting shots, uh, scoring on the low block, one of the best screen setters I have, uh, a great rebounder. So we have a lot of great pieces, but I will say this, it doesn't mean, it doesn't guarantee us anything. Yeah. Uh, we're trying to pay the price and, and do hard work every day to deserve uh, and, and to claim what we want. You are gonna be every team's best game. You realize that. Well, you know what, that's what we want. Yeah. We wanna be the best team we can be. Absolutely. Coach Trish Cullum, good luck. Thank you so much, we appreciate your time as Thanks. always. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. We'll be back right after this, stay with us. A busy, busy leading edge for this week. Thanks so much for spending some time with us. Once again, I'm Jeff Smith. With so many conversations about the need for direction, the need for mentors, and opportunities for our youth, Toledo's lucky enough to have individuals showing our youth the way through things like the program. 
saying hello to you now is the president and CEO of the program, Tremaine Rayford. Good to see you. Thanks for being here. I know you are no stranger to the WTOL 11 <laughs> audience over yeah. the years, but I wanted an opportunity. I haven't had you on. I love what you're doing, and I just want to talk a little bit about the mission at hand. And yeah. for you, and how do you define the task at hand, day in and day out? What keeps you up at night? Uh, it's it's purpose-driven, you know, so so when I see these young men that we're mentoring and that we're impacting their lives, I, I see myself and I, I provide what I wish I had when I was growing up, mm -hmm. you know, uh, in Toledo without a dad, without direction, without identity, you know, and getting myself into all kinds of trouble. Um, there, there are things that can allow them to escape those traps yeah. and I try to provide that. Define the program for folks who don't know or aren't familiar. Yeah, so the program is a nonprofit organization for fatherless young men, uh, giving them practical life skills and social skills to deal effectively with the demands of everyday life. Yeah, so we, we've seen projects throughout the years that you guys have done events. You're, you're teaching a young man how to properly shake a hand. You're yeah. teaching him how to put on a tie yeah. and, and tie a good knot, things like that. Just these little things that maybe oh, sometimes yeah. are taken for granted. But, but you said it, it keeps you up at night thinking, okay, I, I didn't have this when I was growing up, but, but can you fast forward, do you fast forward in your mind? Because I know we have conversations here in the studio, here in the newsroom. We talk about growing up during this day and age and, and just the, the complications, the challenges yeah. that exist. How do you tackle those? That's a loaded, loaded question. question right? <laughs> That's a loaded question. Uh, I, I tackle them with our young men by exposing them to um, positive um, things that they haven't seen you know, um, so taking kids kayaking for the for the first time. You know, um, we've seen guys. Do you find them? They find you. They find us. Okay. Uh, so we have a wonderful. So maybe outlets. they have some grandparents. They have some mothers who. Oh yeah. Are inclined to find yeah. this kind of thing. Yep. Yeah. Yep. But doing things like kayaking, where we see kids overcome fear uh, of of swimming, not knowing how to swim, and overcome fear of water and things of that nature, being brave enough to overcome that fear and get into the mm -hmm. kayak. I think those are the, the, real, the real life skills, you know, possessing that courage and commitment and, and that patience when you're in the water to not turn it into a dragon boat race, you know, right, right, right. And, and take your time. So it's those fine little skills that I believe can um, allow them to be exposed mm -hmm. and, and grow in different areas that they're not used to. Have you gotten to a point yet where you've seen one of these, and we looked at the video and we see very young, young men yeah. in those photos and in that video. Have you gotten to the point where all of a sudden these young men are adults and they're coming back and maybe saying thank you or how this changed their life? Not adults yet. We, we have a couple yeah. that are 17 okay. uh, and they're doing phenomenal in school. They're on the honor roll. They're, they're ready to go to college. One wants to go to college for business management to come back and run the program. So How about that? I'm excited. That's work off of my hands. I don't have <laughs> <laughs> I was expecting a different answer there. I was like, oh, that's so inspirational. And I, I see that we're but making it, a difference. But it yeah. does, it, it yeah. takes a lot. You, you talk oh, about yeah. opportunities to kayak, opportunities yeah. to go here, go there. I know mm -hmm. you went to First Solar and showed, yeah. showed the young men in the program about what industries are available, what yeah. is here in our back yard but you can't just pick up a phone I mean that takes some planning and obviously there are partners in the community I know you wanted to give a shout out to yeah certainly uh, junior achievement being one of our partners um, Fred Lefebvre being one of our uh, partners um, and, a, and a number of organizations like uh, First Solar yeah. um, Mercy um, 
we have a ton of more sponsors that I can't think of well, right now. Fine. But that's fine. Yeah, yeah, we partner with over 30 companies uh, in 2022. So, but it's yeah. kind of one of those jump. You ask jump, they say how high. I mean, they are ready to to assist. Yeah, I mean, this is a this is a community organization, mm -hmm. you know, led by the community. Community pours into it, yeah. uh, and it's for our communities, for Toledo. How bad is this needed right now? So the number one cancer in society is fatherlessness. So it's attached to homelessness. 90% uh, of those that are homeless come from fatherless homes. It's attached to incarceration. 85% and up, those that are incarcerated come from fatherless homes. Uh, dropouts, 71%. Uh, you talk about uh, suicide, 63%. So it's a, it's a monumental task that we have right now that it takes the community coming together to tackle this thing. You've got a calendar that is stock chock full every single year. So I wanted to share with some of the, uh, with our viewers, some of the events that are coming up over the next few, several weeks, have you talk through them a little bit. You've got the tug, which yeah. is coming up in uh, August, obviously this month. Yeah. It, it's kind of a back to school geared kind of a thing. Yeah, so, so it's, a, it's called the tug because it, it symbolizes the, the tug of peer pressure that young men go through every day mm -hmm. going back to school. So, but we take it and we make it fun and we call it the tug to make it a tug of war. And this year is going to be a glow in the dark tug of war to make it fun for them inviting. Uh, we usually give back backpack supplies and things like that to get them ready for school, but they need to know the, 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 the tools they need to fight against the peer pressure mm. of gang violence and promiscuity and all those things. Yeah. So we try to supply them with that while they go back to school. Taking away anxiety, making sure mentally healthy individuals yes. we're looking at here. Yep. Uh, a couple of the other things, the garage event in September and then dodgeball and economics, we'll get to that. Talk about the garage event. So the garage event, we normally partner with uh, Tire Man uh, and we will go there and, and they will teach them how to change a tire, check oil, uh, all the emergency maintenance that young men need to know. Mm -hmm. uh, I have two, two daughters, and if my daughter is with you, do not call me to come to change a tire if, if you have a man with you, right? So we need to groom these young men to know these things. Yeah. Uh, and it's one of our best events. The young men, they really love the tire pressure gauge and, and how to change the tire. Oh, uh, just having that tool, just having those kits in their toolbox, their yeah. individual toolbox. Yeah. And finally, the dodgeball and economics. What's that all about? Yeah, so we wrap the whole concept of financial area and budgeting uh, those in the 22 needs assessment uh, that was the biggest issue that that families had was budgeting and managing money so we take that concept and we wrap it up in dodgeball and we make it fun for them right because kids they sit in classrooms all the time <laughs> the last thing they want to do is sit in another classroom right. so what we do is we wrap dodgeball and economics and a series of different games and, and we have a ball. We Trem have a ball. Literally, quite literally. Yeah. Tremaine, if uh, people want to find out more about the program, where do they go? You can go to the website at programinc.org. Um, you can get on our social media pages at Program Inc. Uh, yeah, and we're there. All right, Tremaine, thank you so much. Thanks, Continued Jeff. good work to yeah. you. We appreciate the insight as always. Thanks for having me. You bet. We'll be back right after this. Welcome back for our final segment here on Leading Edge for this week. They were so good, so well behaved the first time we had them on. We thought we would have them back. Charlie Mack, Fred Lefevre. Charlie representing 107.3 The Juice and Fred from WSPD, 1370, 92.9 FM. Joining us, guys, thank you so much. We appreciate it. Thank you for having I, us. I love being back, especially with this guy. You <laughs> had no idea there was a report card that was happening the last no, time. No, no, not at all. I would have thought we failed. We're going we're to run through a number of things in the news. 
I want to get your uh, take on this. First sure. and foremost, uh, we started this week. Mayor Wade Kapsikavage going to New York, being a part of a taping for News Nation Network, talking about crime rates in the country. And he continues to, I mean, it was the same story that we have heard play out time and time again, looking at these numbers, 14% drop in homicides, 14% increase in reported shooting events. So right. my question to you guys, and Fred, I'll start with you. Perception reality, what do you think? People's perception is that crime is up, all right? And part of that has to do with what they read and what they see, and more importantly, probably what they read on social media mm -hmm. on a regular basis, I think. It gets all blown out of proportion. Crime is down in the city, except for the number of shootings. So they are doing a good job with that. Violent and crime. Violent yeah. crime. And it's, it's programs like you just talked about with Tremaine mm -hmm. uh, that are doing some of that. The violence interrupters and the people who are working with the kids that are having those success stories. Yeah, Tremaine. Or I'm sorry, um, Charlie Tomore <laughs> just you. mentioned Tremaine's name. Tremaine. Right. No, you know what? I, I think that any, any positive news yeah. has a positive reaction to it. Mm -hmm. So hearing that, whether it's a significant amount or not, hearing that crime, violent crime is down will actually promote more violent crime being down. Yeah. So I, 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 at first I was a little skeptical. I was like, well, you know, is, maybe is, is it an election year coming along or something? But um, I decided, you know, it's a good thing. Yeah. So I'm glad to hear the numbers are down. And, and it was interesting too, because we, we continually asked, we're like, why, why is the mayor going? Why is mm -hmm. the mayor part of this panel? And I think it was the, what we were told, it was kind of askew from what the rest of the country is experiencing, where you see that drop in numbers yeah. and they, they wanted to grab onto that. Well, and part of that too is you have to get the message out there, you know, and shows like this, when you highlight things like you did with Tremaine, you have to take the bushel off that candle yeah. so that people see that things are getting better. It does give them a little bit of hope yes. and it makes them want to get involved and make those numbers go down even more, I think. We have a lot of these grassroots efforts and, and nonprofits that are doing such great work. My question to you, my next question to you, and Charlie, I, I'm, I'm sure this comes up as far as your conversations on the air, Fred the same, but what organization is out there right now to kind of take the ball for the city of Toledo and run with it and be the one to kind of lead the charge to bringing it back? I don't, I don't know that there is one right. organization, um, and honestly, I, I didn't even know about Tremaine's organization until we got here t today. So, I mean, so it's so many yeah. things. Um, I don't know who's next to carry the baton, but I know that that person, that organization, that group is out there. Yeah. It's a matter of who is going to fine tune it and, and take the charge. Because that's, that's not something that you can do, we, you can we, be opposed to. You have to, be you have to volunteer to take that. Well, Fred, yeah. it's safe to say we were spoiled over the last decade as far as the investment that we have seen, the right. redevelopment that we have seen, and now it's just kind of fallen by the wayside a little bit. Well, you can invest in the buildings um, and, and those kind of things, but if you don't have a program to keep the neighborhood safe, mm -hmm. that's where you lose the people. And, and like Charlie said, with the baton, all right, so you've got Tremaine, you've got... Uh, You've got Lamar Wright bringing back the Golden Gloves. Mm -hmm. You've got uh, DeAndre, who's got that health club at uh, Auburn and Monroe, yep. who's taking young boys and teaching them how to eat healthy, live healthy. Sonia Rommel, who's uh, teaching kids how to urban garden. There are a lot of groups out there. It's not just one person that's ever going to do this. It's, it's like Charlie said, it's got to be a relay. All these people, yeah. one falters, the next one takes it. The baton runs for a little while, gives it to another one. 
Buffalo Soldiers are a part of that. Yeah, well said. Uh, two things I want to blend here going into our final segment. Um, I want to talk to you guys about all the hubbub about the amphitheater out in Waterville. <laughs> and the fact that Brian Blair, the athletic director for the University of Toledo, sat exactly where you guys were a couple of weeks ago, and he said, why isn't the glass bowl the best or the best option for an outdoor concert venue? So first and foremost, your, your take on a lot of people upset that that could potentially be coming to the Waterville area. I think it's probably going to end up downtown. Everything that I've heard just in the last seven days is that the mayor is working really hard to bring it here. They just have to find a spot for it, the right spot. That's, right. That was my question. Yep. Where is that going to go? I, and I don't think the Glass Bowl is the right spot. I don't it, think the Glass Bowl is the right spot. It's, it's not a good amphitheater. But, you know, other cities have, they, they utilize their venues a little bit more than we do. You know, uh, yeah. we can go to Ford Field and have an, have an event, but we can't go to fifth third field mm -hmm. you know so it's it's we still have we still have some work to do yeah yeah you look at the aretha franklin theater for instance yeah. right on the river right in detroit mm -hmm. beautiful place it's like a mini pine knob just big enough to have a bunch of great jazz groups come in on the weekend and fill it up eight thousand ten thousand people yep yeah. and make some money remains to be seen you can yeah. hear both of these gentlemen every single day on the right not every single day i mean they got to take some days off but monday through do friday day don't you right no days off charlie mack fred lefevre once again they played nice they may be asked back again we'll wrap things up for this week right after this well, i want to thank my guests here today trisha cullop tremaine rayford also charlie mack and fred lefevre for joining us a lot of conversation to be had by the way if you missed any of it you can go to our wtol 11 youtube page and catch up on not only this show but also past interviews that we've done also if you want to reach out to me you can do so jeff smith at wtol.com is the email address i look forward to hearing from you and any ideas that you may have for future shows i'd love to hear them have a great rest of your week. Thanks for joining us, spending a little time with us here on Leading Edge. We'll see you next time.